Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. Alrighty, alrighty. Hey, hey, folks. It's another episode of Trost Talk, episode 46, I believe. Um, just a few things to get you started. Uh, you know, per usual, going to tell you a little bit about my day, what's going on. Um, so, a little weird thing, though, that happened was, so I ordered new boxing gloves. Um, really nice pair of uh, boxing gloves, and, uh, you know, you just from what I was reading and from when I was talking to the, some of the trainers there, they're like, you know, typically you want one pair of gloves for your bag work and one for sparring. So I got an extra pair. Now, it was supposed to be delivered today, and it will not be delivered today. The reason it was not delivered today um, is because it had the wrong address on it. But then when I went to go look at the address... All that was wrong with it is it said Dallas, Texas, set, uh, and then my zip code twice. So, like, the, I don't, what doesn't make sense to me is how did the post office or the, the delivery guy for DHL, who I might add is a, a very good delivery system, like, how did he not look at that and just be like, okay, we're good? Like, you should be able to, oh, well, put it twice. Sorry, but. Bud, uh, yeah, you're not getting your package today until you fix it. And it's like, come on, man. Like, come on. You should have been the a- very easily to be able to get through that. Uh, it's not very. It's not like that's deep problem solving. Um, here is something else. I was just uh, reading some stuff online. I like to like kind of look up like obscure facts sometimes or just interesting uh, tidbits. Um, one that I read, so apparently a duck's quack does not echo. Uh, what's weird about that, to me, that's just like suspicious behavior. Like, why can you do that? Like, what are you doing then? That's almost like alien stuff. Um, that's just, I don't know, that's just weird. How can you produce a sound that doesn't have... <sighs> That I think we need to look into that, investigate that. Uh, another thing that I read is apparently all uh, all swans in England belong to the Queen by law. By law, all swans in England, which to me just sounds a bit greedy of her, because like it's just it almost sounds like because she's bitter because she has no more power because they're just now they're just a figurehead they have zero power in that country i mean they went from ruling the world to now they're just basically a smile and wave figurehead you don't do anything so it's almost like a breakup where they're like fine and then you just take little things that you're like come on that's annoying it's like 
here's the biggest thing in a breakup. If you ever want to get back at your ex and you guys say you live together or you break up, take all their cleaning supplies. Because here's why. They're not going to notice for a while because, let's be honest, most people don't deep clean like every day. So it's going to be a couple weeks, maybe a month. And then they're going to realize, I'm like, oh man. And here's the thing is cleaning supplies, they add up. They add up pretty well. So they're going to be like going to then clean their house, spend a day cleaning their house, have no cleaning supplies. And they're going to have to go spend $80 just on a random day. They're going to be furious. And then take like little toiletries too. It's just little things because they're not going to notice it until they absolutely need it. And then they got to go spend 80 bucks. Not toiletries. Um, all right. Per usual. Merch. Link in the bio. Did pretty well selling that. I know people are dropping off, but uh, did pretty well. I uh, made a few hundred bucks. Um, subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Um, into the first topic. Let's go. We're going to talk a little bit NBA and uh, the Euro 2020s. I am not going to talk UFC. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Uh, that'll be posted Friday, uh, day before. And I will talk that and then also about game two of the NBA. So speaking of the NBA, we're going to get right into it. Suns, Bucks. Um, you know, Bucks closed out the series with the Hawks. They did well. Um, you know, game one. To me, the Suns kind of just don't. I know there were some early lead changes back and forth. There's a back and forth game. It's early in the game. And they, the Suns, once they kind of took the lead uh, towards the end of the second quarter, they never gave it back. And then obviously, Chris Paul just had a monstrous third quarter. Um, the Suns played lights out in the third, take a big lead. I know, I know the Bucks made a run late, and they did some switch ups that uh, in the lineups that looked pretty good, and it could be beneficial towards Game Two. But really, the Suns, when that when that runs happening, basketball's a game of runs, and when that's happening, it's just all about weathering the storm. You know, when you're up 20, 22, like they're gonna make a push. They're going to really score um, and make a run here, and you just got to weather the storm. Your job is just to make sure you don't give up the lead or they don't cut too much into it. I think they got it down to seven at one point, maybe eight, uh, but that was the closest it ever got back, and then it got pushed back out, and it stayed about in that 14 to, you know, that 12 to 16 range. Um, I thought it was pretty good uh, game by the Suns. I mean, they just looked dominant from start to finish. Um you know, and you might you might be looking at it and you're like, yeah, well, Chris Paul shot 60%. Like, he's not going to do that. True, but... Uh, uh, God. Devin Booker, he shot 38%. He's not going to do that every game. So, and if you average the two, it's, they're shooting, it's about 50%, right? Uh, so... Not really that big of a deal. Um, they're, I think it'd be like 48, but um, yeah, my point being is I, I don't see, and, and I don't see them really losing this series. Um, I think they could make some changes. I think, I don't know why, uh, I don't know why the Bucks love to keep playing Brooke Lopez a lot and Pat Connington should not ever play 28 minutes. If Pat Connington's playing 28 minutes, you got some problems. <clears throat> he he's not he's a three and D guy, and he's not even that great at a defender. And some nights he's just not hitting. Um, 
if you want to be a valuable three and D guy in the in the league, like you have to consistently shoot. Like you can't have nights where you're going. You got to be knocked down every night. Um, here, here. So I, I started thinking, and because one of the things that I thought they'd really did well was um, when Giannis was at the five, I thought that helped and benefited them. Um, here's some lineups that I think could be beneficial. I think Bobby Portis needs to play more. So here's some lineups that uh, I included with him that I think it should just be, these are some lineups I would like to see. Is I, I would like this lineup as their closeout. Um, Giannis at the five. You have Tucker at the four. Middleton at the three. Um, Forbes at the two and Holiday at the one. Forbes is a bit of a defensive liability in that, but you can hide him. Um, here's another one that I like, and this is when I like when you're giving, uh, Holiday and Giannis a rest. If you want to give those two a rest, you got Lopez at the five, Portis at the four, Middleton at the three, Pat Connington at the two, and Jeff Teague at, uh, the one, you know, this would be something like in the second quarter when you need your, your best, uh, you know, a good lineup out there that can still kind of score, deal with that. Um, Another lineup I really like, too. This is putting uh, Portis, who I think needs to be utilized more. Portis at the five, Giannis at the four, Tucker at the three, and then Pat Connington at the two, and Holiday at the one. You know, obviously this is one where you're you're having Middleton sit probably mid-third quarter or whatever. Uh, I also like that same lineup, but instead of Connington, putting Middleton in that. Um, I think that would be a great one. Um, I, I just think it's, you know, cause I know Giannis only had 20 points. It, it wasn't a great game, but it was also his first game back. He's going to take some time to, um, he's going to take some time to, you know, get back into his rhythm. Um, you know, he's doing good though. What I do like about Giannis, he's still sticking to the same game plan, just getting to the hoop. You know, he's going to have nights where he's not going to shoot well from the free throw line, but he's going to have nights where he does. The In the clutch moments, that's when it's probably going to be an issue, but you just it, you just got to keep feeding him. Like, teams, you can make it work with having a bad free throw. Not that bad. Like, not like Ben Simmons bad, but with a 64% free throw shooter as a big... I mean, Shaq was terrible, and look at the Lakers did. Um, so I, I definitely think that, but the key to, to me, the key of the game is, uh, you obviously got to slow down CP three and, uh, Booker, but the key to me is Aiton keeping him off the boards. You got it. Like he can't, you can't be allowing him to get 20, 20 offensive or 20, uh, rebounds. And I want to look, I'm going to see what his, I wonder what he had offensive rebounds. He only had two, but 17 boards. Um, And he was causing a lot of trouble on the offensive glass as it was. I think the team as a whole had two. They had six offensive rebounds. Uh, they just need to keep him off the boards. That That's a big thing. He, he can't be a glass cleaner like that. Um... It's going to be interesting game two. Uh, we have that Thursday. 
You know, I don't know what to, I I think realistically game 2 um Here's the keys to their game for me, game 2. You need to keep Aiden off the boards. Drew Holiday needs to get about 20 and he's capable of getting 20. So he needs to get he needs it's like he lost his aggression after the Eastern Conference Finals. He's back to the old Drew Holiday, but he's capable of getting 20 a night. He has to do that. He has to get 20. They have to keep eight off the boards. And you can't let the role players beat you. You can't have campaign, Cam Johnson, and all these role players getting 15 points. Um, let's look at all the role players' points last night. You had Mikhail Bridges, 14. You had Cameron Payne with 10. And then you had Cameron Johnson with 10. You can't have that. I mean, it's not terrible from Cameron Payne, but... They're shooting 50% from three, 40% for Cam, and 50% for uh, other Cameron Johnson. Um, that's the key, that's going to be the keys to their game. So uh, I just don't know, man. The Bucks, it's like they're just so back and forth. Um, but... I think game two goes to the Suns. I think it's going to be uh, another close game, but I think Suns are going to win it. It's going to be about a 10-point game. Um, you know, Chris Paul, They no team has seemed to have a, a, a stop for the Devin Booker and the Chris Paul mid-range off the draw, like off the um, screen, driving in, cutting back to the same side they were on, that little elbow jumper. No teams have seemed to figure out how to – how to guard that uh the Clippers did the best they just didn't have Kawhi so um yeah I think it's gonna be a tough game for the Bucks. I'm gonna be honest so game two Suns bet on it all right into the Euros so I'm gonna get first started with uh Spain Italy uh review that game uh first of all Chiesa I just want to say is a brilliant footballer. Holy hell, that kid is good. Um, just absolutely, absolutely great. He's a super talent. Um, you know, it was interesting to see how they did without Spinosola. I, I thought he's been having an incredible tournament. He does so well for them. Uh, so him being hurt and, uh, you know, prayers up to him, torn Achilles tendon. Uh, he, He's an interesting one. Uh or this is you know, they're an interesting team. They're doing well. I thought Spain kind of played right into their hand. I know they went to penalties, but every time they countered, Italy looked very, very deadly. Um, they just looked controlling the whole time. I know they had that great uh through the center pass for Murata, and they were trying to do that almost all game. They just can't do it consistently. Again, typical Spain held super deep possession, but Italy doesn't care about that. They're used to that. Look at Serie A. Every team in Serie A, I mean, they're high possession, counter, 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 especially if you're a lesser team. Uh, so they all know how to play this game. Um, I thought it played right into Italy's hands. They look better. Uh, you know, I, I was surprised it went to extra time, to be honest. I thought if... Um, I thought Italy was going to score. They just looked pretty dominant. Every time they happened to be attacking, they just looked deadly. Um, 
And then we get into the England-Denmark game, which for the first half, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good even back and forth. Uh, but from the second half on, I mean, it was completely one-sided. It was England was absolutely just foot on the gas. They were playing well. Um, it's weird. It was like... It was the most threatening, non-threatening game I've ever seen from England. Because if you think about it, their goal was an own goal created by an offense, a great offense chance. But um, it was an own goal. And their second goal was off of a rebound of the penalty where the goalkeeper, I in my opinion, messed up on trying to catch it. Should have just hit it out. Uh, he definitely tried to catch it. Um, I thought that was an issue. Um... On the penalty, you know it's hard. It's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, I I don't. I'm not upset about it. I know a lot of people are trying to be like, oh, he sold it. And yeah, sure he did. But it's to me, it's the defender stuck out his leg. The the player's going fast. He's dribbling. He's going full speed into the box. You stick your leg out, and it just doesn't look good. The ref's going to call it every single time. Whether it was a small touch and it didn't matter, full speed. Who knows? I I you know it very well could. When you're going that fast, it doesn't take a lot to throw you off balance. Going to be very honest. Um, it's just the way physics works. Uh, but here's what I, I... I can see why you want to not call it, especially it's a big game, but this is the way I look at it. It's like basketball. You know, Sometimes a ref will call a foul. Even though you got ball, it's just the way you aggressively reach in they're just going to assume you're fouling and they're just going boom because it just looks aggressive and then the ball kind of goes loose, things go loose, and they're like, ah, it's just human nature to be like, there's no way that that happened because of how I saw you go in. Like, obviously, it was a foul. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, now, you'd be like, oh, that's not the right call. Get over it. It's life, man. Not, you're not always you're not always going to get every call right, and I don't really think there should be a stride to use cameras to get every call right and every call. You'll slow the game down. Part of the fun of games is that human element of ah, like sometimes you get fucked over on a call, but you know what? Games are long. You have a long time to overcome them. Uh, and here's the thing: is I if that wasn't a penalty, I think England scores regardless. Denmark after the second half just didn't look threatening at all. They could not get the ball forward, and then once the lead was up, you knew the game was over because Denmark just they just couldn't do anything. They couldn't get it down the field. Uh, England was just a far better team, in my opinion. Um, but it's interesting because you know everyone talks about you know they're going now they're going in the final against Italy, and it's like oh these two great defenses, yeah. But England, other than Germany, who Germany missed two good opportunities, they haven't played like in an impressive offensive threatening team. They played the uh was it Ukraine or the Czech? Let me make I just want to make sure I don't want to I don't want to say the wrong team. You they played the Ukraine. They played Ukraine in uh the quarterfinals. You know, Germany, but Germany was hot and cold, so it wasn't a good, it was, to my opinion, wasn't a great Germany team. Um, they were good because they're Germany, but they weren't a great Germany uh, Germany team, and Germany almost scored twice. Uh, Thomas Mueller uh, just flat out missed in a perfect opportunity, one that he generally doesn't miss, um, and that would have tied the game up. 
But you know, I, I I'm just not sold on how great. I mean, they their their group was Croatia, who's not a great offensive uh, powerhouse of a team. Scotland, come on, and then uh, I believe Czech Republic. Again, let me just make sure. Yes. Also not a very good offensive team. So I'm I'm not I'm not blown away. And and to me, Italy, this whole tournament has just shown great, great ability on offense. And then their defense obviously is just fuck is just solid. You got in the in the middle, you got Verarti and Jorginho. Uh, you have who are just lights out. You have Insignia and um, Chiesa up the front, who I love Chiesa. Um, and Mobley hasn't been playing well, but he's good. You know, look for him to show up in the final. Um, finally have his moment. It's only, you know, it's a matter of time. And then you have, obviously, Chiellini and Bonucci, two of the greatest center backs ever to playing back there. Uh, Di Lorenzo, he's gr- he's good. I don't want to say great, but he's good. Uh, and obviously, Spinazzola not being there hurts them. But they've they're Italy. They're, they'll always say, like their backups are all good defenders. Uh, so they'll they'll probably be a less uh, less attack heavy on that side, but they'll still have solid defense. Um, and then you obviously uh, Donnarumma, one of the best goaltenders in the uh, goalies in the world right now. Uh, you know, England, it's weird. It's like, I know they had those two big games. They've had those, uh, a couple, you know, high scoring games, but with, uh, Germany and, um, Ukraine, but I'm not impressed by the Ukraine for nothing. I mean, they, sh- they should have done that. They should have won that, uh, three, nothing good. That they got four, but they should have done that. Uh, and obviously you can't knock them. Like they did what they were supposed to do. So you know, it's one of those things, but I just don't think their offense is that against a quality defensive team. I don't think, I think they're going to struggle. Um, and I think Italy, after everything they've been through, not going through the world cup, I don't think they're going to be nervous. They're on a ride. They're on a run. I think they win it. I think they win two to one. Uh, I think there's a late goal comeback by England, but I think uh, I think Chiesa causes them problems. Um, I think uh, Verratti just locks down that middle, and then Jorginho does his thing. I think Chiesa is going to cause them a lot of problems. Expect Chiesa to get a goal, and I think Immobile will get a goal. Uh, and I think uh, if if England does get a goal, it'll be late to kind of pull one back. But I would suspect a two nothing game Italy. Um, this Sunday, it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I will be signing off here. I I know this is a very, very short episode. Um, you know, it's only going to be about 23, 24 minutes and I talk pretty fast. Uh, I think I'm just a little anxious. Um, got a lot going on. I got another episode, uh, tomorrow that I'm going to record. And then I also have stand up tomorrow where I'm doing a new set. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then what else, what else? Oh, boxing tomorrow. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I think I just a little anxious, so I apologize if it was a little fast paced, but, uh, we're going to have another episode and we'll, it'll be on game two of the NBA and I will preview UFC 264, the Conor McGregor Poirier three. 
Uh, I will go in depth on that and I'll give my opinions. And then I'm also going to go in on, um, I'm going to go in on what's, what am I looking for? Um, oh, uh, fights that I think might intrigue you that are on the early prelims and prelims. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be a good one. Uh, other than that, I don't really know how to end these things still, but right now I'm doing shadow boxing. Um, that's all, folks. Y'all take it easy, all right? Just buy some merch, listen to my podcast, tell me you love me. We'll be all right. All right, have a good one.